You're listening to Let's Talk Purpose Live, because who you are is important to what you do and where you are going. And now for your host, Lisa We got a mix mash again today. <laughs> it's happening. Um, I think we have a mix of our intro and somebody it's else's fixed. intro. Yeah. Hey, Taylor, good morning. Good morning. Uh, and good morning to you, Brittany. Oh, good morning. And good morning to our friend and guest today, Amy Sanger. Good morning. Do we say your last name right when yeah. we say Sanger? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, do people ever say Singer? Singer, Sanger, Sanger. It kind of depends on where you're at in the yeah. country. <laughs> If you're, if you're in Louisiana, Texas, sang Sanger, <laughs> singer, singer. So, but it is an E, S E N G E R. So yes. for anybody who's watching, yes. uh, it is Amy Sanger. That is the correct <laughs> phonics. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys this morning? Good. We were just talking yeah. about the cold this Saturday. So excited for Night of Prophetic yes. Praise. It's going to be chilly. So if you're coming, bit, yeah. bundle up, but who cares? Yeah. I mean, I, I told Denora, I said, your your team always fires it up, so I'm not worried about the chill. Oh, yeah. You're going to get warm jumping around, dancing. Exactly right. Yeah. If you're cold, it's because you ain't moving around <laughs> enough. So, all right, let's jump to our sponsors for today. All right. Innovative Construction Services is a Texas-owned family business providing roofing and various construction needs in the DFW area and beyond. ICS provides service with quality and integrity to each and every customer, knowing it's about so much more than business. Owners Levi and Olivia have been watching God grow this company over the years and are excited knowing the best is yet to come. Give them a call as they'd love the opportunity to serve you with any roofing and construction needs. Their phone number is 817-672-5272 or email them at info at innovativesvc.com. Next, we have Express Employment Professionals. They are a staffing company that does their best to bring hope to our communities. They strive to fi- they strive hard to find people job opportunities and will work with any company given the chance. So their phone number is 817-487-4900, and that's their office. Awesome. It looks like we've got about 14 people watching us live. I, I typically have challenges here getting hooked up on anything because my wife, the Wi-Fi and all that good stuff. So... Anyways, I don't really care. Um, but if you are with us and I don't acknowledge it, it's not because I don't want to acknowledge you. It's just because I can't see what's happening. Um, if you are with us, give us a wave. Give us a hello. Um, and we would love to say hello to you. I'm excited to have our guest, Amy Singer, uh, with us today. Before we move on to that, I want to uh, give a quick commercial in regard to all the different opportunities that are out there. If you have not... Um, heard or if you don't follow me uh i have my first publication through you version which is the online app mm. um i think we have an image of that um that will be there it is so you can um go to you version you can just search enforcing you and it should pop up um obviously today we will be on day two of the plan are you doing it I haven't done it yet. I've, I set it up for seven days because I've got several plans. Going. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, I, say I think, I wrote it. I think it's a 10-day plan. 10 days. <laughs> yeah, it's 10 days. Well, because I've wrote several, so there are more coming out. This one is a 10-day plan, so it's really talking about activating your kingdom identity in Christ. So really what I did was I took one um, nugget from each chapter of the book, Enforcing You, and just wrote it in a 400-little-word, mm. little nugget de- devotional. So okay. would love for you guys to subscribe to that and follow along. Make sure you click the little check marks, you know, like, yes, I read it, and yes, I read the verses, um, because obviously you version wants to see what kind of following you have, all oh, the good yeah. things. So I love a check mark. Yes, yes. done. Yes, I done. So I <laughs> am so spiritual. I did my Devo. <laughs> 100 percent so um all right so if you have not subscribed to my youtube channel you know wayland henderson (gasps) yes Uh uh-huh so him and i recorded monday night oh fun we we made our way through a lot of laughter (laughs) and uh captured a lot of that uh so that will be coming out so next monday we'll do the replay of this um episode then next thursday we'll start it's it is a series called i say it's a series it's just two episodes Mm -hmm. um called a cross living a cross shaped life we talk a lot about what it means to live in cruciformity. So it's a very interesting okay. topic. Yes. So uh, it talks a lot about discipleship, of course, which is where him and I really connect really well. So very excited about that. But for today, i um, excited to have Amy here and to be talking about your um, healing and your story a little bit. Um, so I'm going to kind of pitch it over to you and um, talking about what was the affliction, all the things. Sure. 
So um, 2017, um, I just out of nowhere, we were moving out of one house into another and uh, realized that I was really winded and thought maybe I was just super out of shape and uh, <laughs> couldn't figure out why Reasonable. I'm not breathing. Um, and for about six months, it continued to get worse and worse and worse until I was really struggling. I mean, I couldn't hold a conversation mm. without just, you know, wheezing so mm. terribly. So I didn't even have a primary care doctor because I don't get sick. Mm -hmm. So um, I just went to like a care now or something mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. after about six months and just received, you know, oh, you have walking pneumonia. Let's fix that. That wasn't it. So we go back and uh, I think you have allergies. Do allergy testing. It's not that. We go back. Um, you have asthma. Mm. Never had asthma or allergies or any problems in my life. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that led me to a pulmonologist where um, I heard the term. We've only seen this in a textbook before. So we're not mm. really sure what's happening. From a pulmonologist. Yes. Which is interesting. When we go ahead. Keep right. Going. Right. Because <laughs> I was so, like, that's interesting that a pulmonologist is the one who actually was able to identify what it was. Yeah. So yeah. we did, uh, it turned out that I had some scar tissue that was growing on the inside of my airway. So if your airway is supposed to be, you know, this big around, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I was breathing through the size of a coffee straw mm -hmm. at this point. So we went in for, um, they took me right back, put me in the ICU, took me in, did surgery. They lasered off the surgery or the scar tissue and said, um, okay, it was just a birth defect. This is a one-time thing. Um, you're good. You'll never have to come back. So praise mm -hmm. God, everybody prayed mm -hmm. for me. It's a miracle. And then six months later, I stopped, start to experience the same symptoms yeah. where I can't breathe again, um, which was horrible. Um, and that was in 2018, which is when I went to the, this is me. Or, yeah. I uh, think that's right about when you and I met yes, from yes. the conference that I did. Yeah. So in that, um, time frame, when it came back, I would, I had done, I had gone to, um, chiropractors and acupuncturists and gone to a naturopathic mm -hmm. doctor and just done all the things except mm -hmm. for open the Bible. Really? Mm. <laughs> and so enter Lisa into my life through the conference. <laughs> and the Lord just kind of spoke to me at that conference and said, you need to, you need to know her. So, mm. um, so I signed up for counseling and, um, really started digging into the word and maybe God's not punishing me yeah, for my past or what I've done. Uh, because that's really how I felt. Yeah. I really felt like I was just being punished. Um, and on the flip side, I'm a good person. So why is this happening to me? Yeah. I do. I'm a good mom. I'm a good wife. I'm mm -hmm. a good employee. I do all. Yeah. I do good things, you know, all the things. <laughs> so, um, the next few years were, um, it, we're going to do, we're going to do this procedure. Um, I actually went, I went and found a better doctor mm -hmm. because when it came back, I knew that he had said he only found it in a textbook. That's not good. So the, the renowned doctor in the area that I did go to said, um, within five minutes of being there, you have idiopathic subglottic stenosis. You are going to be my best friend for the rest of your life. We will have surgery every three months. Welcome to your, future. welcome to your future. Mm -hmm. uh. Um, and I think had I not met you and not started digging into the word, I would have went, oh, poor me. Yeah. I, I just, but I knew God had more for me yeah. than that. So I just said, no, mm -hmm. absolutely not. So I got on Facebook. I found a support group that is uh, living with idiopathic subglottic stenosis, mm -hmm. which a lot of those ladies are going to be uh, watching this podcast. So mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, found out really who, who, who the doctor is to go see. And that was a doctor in Cleveland. Mm. It was Dr. Lorenz at the mm -hmm. Cleveland clinic and, um, kind of found, I went to see him, flew up there, um, to see him. And, uh, he told me, you know, you have two options. We can keep, um, doing this surgery and mm -hmm. just tearing up your airway. It was just a laser, just keep mm -hmm. lasering off, lasering off mm. tissue. Um, or we can do this big surgery where we basically dissect your airway. We're just going to take a whole ring of your airway out and put it back together. And that just sounded terrifying. Mm -hmm. So we went with the first option and prayed sure. that that was it. Mm -hmm. And of course that wasn't it. So it came back. And then, um, 2020 was really the year that, um, I had been trying everything else, mm -hmm. all the other options that were available to me, um, awake steroid injections. They got a camera down your nose and they're watching and they're injecting from here. You're totally awake and did that several times. Lots of side effects. I just, everything in me did not want to do that big surgery because mm -hmm. he said the risk of doing this huge surgery where we dissect your airway, it's very possible that you won't speak again. 
and I just couldn't couldn't do that yeah. you know or 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 you may whisper for the rest of your life and I, you know not having confidence that God is really going to see me through that it just kept me in fear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in bondage and I didn't want to do it mm-hmm. so 2020 I started the Bible recap mm-hmm. and started reading the Bible mm-hmm. chronologically and at the same time the injections were failing is when I was reading the book of Job mm. and just I would get up I would stay up until Mm-hmm. three in the morning, just reading it over and over and over and over again. And it just really spoke to me. So mm-hmm. um, that's when I kind of had a breakdown. And I remember calling you and saying, if I do this surgery, mm-hmm. I might not speak. If I do these injections for the rest of my life, I'm going to gain 100 pounds because there's so many steroids <laughs> <Yeah>. in, <laughs> and it's going to make me go crazy. And um, you just kind of chuckled and said, God blesses people, not paths. So just pick a path. Mm-hmm. And just know that God's going to take care of it. So long story short, I end up in at the Cleveland Clinic to do the surgery. It was totally miraculous recovery. It went phenomenal. You can't even s- hardly see the scar mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, I did that in July of 2020. And in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, and, right. And you were really in a place. So the, let me inject here, because mm-hmm. from from my perspective, you got you got to remember that in the, this process, what would happen is sometimes just overnight. Yes. Your airway would yes. close to the point where you couldn't breathe. Like she's, <gasps> I mean, like, <gasps> I mean, panicking. Right. Not, well, it would cause panic, yeah. but the breathing was actually just literally couldn't breathe. So it wasn't like, I mean, so there were several emergency room trips right. where they were like, right. what do we do with it? You know, right. where she had to have emergency right. processes. And no one knows. Yeah. No this one is, knows. This what, is a, what is this? Extremely rare. Um, most physicians have most airway physicians mm-hmm. don't even know that it exists mm-hmm. so it really is difficult to try to be your own advocate and explain to a doctor what's happening and they're looking at you like when you no. can barely talk because yeah. you can't so, breathe and it, it was simple yeah. simple tasks like putting a load of laundry from from the washer to the dryer is <gasps> i need to sit down <gasps> i need to i need to sit down for mm-hmm. a minute or just trying to have a conversation and walk to the car mm-hmm. at the same time it was, yeah was awful and trying to make sure you're not inconveniencing someone else with your weirdness because then you have to explain what's going on so having a conversation Mm -hmm. and piecing your words in your sentence appropriately so that you can take a breath at this point Mm -hmm. I mean it it was a mental battle battle Mm -hmm. (laughs) for four years Mm -hmm. um and and it would be like you said overnight overnight would just Okay. Yeah, I remember, um, you know, several times when you guys were helping with our house uh, when we were putting it on the market because they have a custom homes um, business. But I remember like one day you came to the house and I could hear and I was like, and I remember being vexed by it. Like, no, it's coming back. Yeah. Right. Like, and I'm like, do I say something? Do I not say something? And it's like, both of us are staring at each other. Cause I could clearly tell she can't breathe very mm-hmm. well. Like yeah. it's coming back. Yeah. And, and like, do I say something? Do I not say something? But I could feel, and then I remember you starting to cry and you were like, I, I, I can't breathe this morning. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I can yes. tell, you know, cause you, it was that, that obvious, you know, and, and it would be such a process. So you would start to not, I would start to not be able to breathe well. But that doesn't mean it's time for surgery. Right. Because they won't do it unless it gets bad enough. So you really had to suffer through mm-hmm. it getting worse every single day for six months. Mm-hmm. And then you could go in and have surgery. Mm-hmm. And then how quickly does it come back? How long is this going to get you? Mm-hmm. So the first surgery lasted me six months. Mm-hmm. The next one was three months. The next one was 45 days. Mm-hmm. The next one was a couple of weeks. So yeah. in the yeah. how this was going was not... And, and there was also that the more surgery you have, the more risk you have for scar tissue. And not being able to do. And not being able to do the, the actual big surgery. Big surgery. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was awful. Um, but, but going and doing that surgery and having faith that God was going to come through for me when I woke up from the surgery, um, I remember my husband, Joel, walking in and just talking to me and I was talking to him. And remember, I took a dry erase board with me. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to be mm-hmm. speaking, that, that it was likely that I would mm-hmm. whisper. And I'm talking to him as if nothing has happened. And it takes me a good 30 minutes to realize that I'm talking to him. And mm-hmm. I just, ah, 
<laughs> break into tears like do you hear me talking to you <laughs> it's like, listen yeah. to my voice <laughs> i'm talking like a normal person yeah i you think know? that was the first uh, what well, wasn't the first text but i remember getting a text from him that was like she's talking she's talking yeah. i can hear her and i was like yes because we prayed so hard like that is not going to happen right you know? right 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 so yeah so um with that surgery um you know that's supposed to be a one and done it's possible that you will have um not necessarily relapses but um any kind of uh what would you call it like a a regrowth mm-hmm. not a regrowth that's the same but like scar Mm-hmm. Like a like if you were to have surgery on your arm and it would bubble up mm-hmm. to, for a scar, um, then that was almost like a keloid. In yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a possibility of that happening, um, which it did happen, and that was um, quite defeating mm-hmm. because I did all this, um, mm-hmm. and it was it was okay. It didn't really um, obstruct my breathing very much, but I remember telling you. Um, I'm still going to battle through this. I'm still going to go and do all the follow-up treatments because I did this so I could have the best and Mm -hmm. I want the best. I Mm want to breathe the best that I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we attacked that with some steroid injections for about six months and it would not go away until um, finally, it actually was unrelated. I went to um, a deliverance conference to kind of learn about deliverance and experience deliverance myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, my husband, we we had already had... um, We'd already had the surgery planned to just go in and just clip it off, and that was going to be it. And I remember the doctor walked in and said, I just want you to know. Now, this was a doctor here in Dallas, Mm -hmm. so it was not um, the same one in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And the doctor came in and said, so I just want you to know we're going to do this. And we're going to we're going to just pluck this thing off. But but it's very common for it to come back. So I really want you to understand that this is probably not going to be a permanent fix for you. And I remember her walking out and I looked at my husband and said, I rebuke that lie in the name of Jesus. I need you to come put your hands on me right now. Mm-hmm. And Joel just put his hands on my neck and we prayed and they wheeled me right back. And five minutes later, they called him and said, I don't, I, I've, I don't know what happened, but whatever was there two weeks ago is not, it's completely clear. Her airway is completely open. So I don't even understand mm-hmm. what happened, but mm-hmm. You can come get her. It's time to go home. Yeah. God, I remember getting that text. <laughs> of course. <laughs> because we, I had gone to that deliverance conference with you, and you had gone through some deliverance. And, you know, you know, when you go through deliverance, you're not really sure what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just know something's <laughs> happening. You definitely know something's happening, right? And I think we just decided we're just going to declare that that thing in your neck is gone. Like, right. whatever that stronghold was, that this is just so... It was kind of one of those, you know, it's, it's the road. I call it the road a moment when you're like praying for a particular thing, but then it happens. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we had prayed that for, yes. for four years. We had declared that it was gone. We had been praying yes. for it. It was just different. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. And I remember feeling like I just don't have enough faith. I'm tearing that, up. Over that, <laughs> that, um, maybe my problem is my faith is not big enough, mm-hmm. but being delivered from unworthiness Mm-hmm. is a whole, I mean, I didn't believe mm-hmm. that I was worthy mm-hmm. of that healing. Mm-hmm. So coming into agreement with that was, that was it. That mm-hmm. was the whole thing mm-hmm. for me. I, I um, love this story because, um, you know, you're, you're so willing to be raw and mm-hmm. vulnerable and real. And I think there are so many of us who have, whether it goes either way, I say either way, like, you know, I mean, there are people who are battling for their healing. Now you said you're on the support group. Uh, where people are going through all of this. And so I I want to clarify, like, look, we're not here like declaring, well, I mean, we all have our own theologies and we all have our own doctrine, but you can't argue with a story. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the blind man when they're like, you can't possibly, who, and he's like, all I know is I once was blind and now I see. You can't argue with somebody's experience. Um, I don't know if you guys have read the book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning by uh, Viktor Frankl. And, and he, he was in the camps. He was a Jew that was in the camps under, under the ruling of Hitler. And, and that's one of the things he talks about. He's basically presenting logotherapy or what have you. And he's basically saying, look, this has all been founded upon um, the experience that I had when I was in the camps. And so everything is like, you know, you can't argue with experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so share with us, again, your experience of when we talked about like how you battled for your healing, because it was a four-year process. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said, 
Like I did all these things every single time and for whatever reason at this moment. And you may or may not be able to explain. I'm sure you've had this conversation with the Lord, but I would love for you to speak into that a little bit about what the difference. Yeah. What do you feel like? What do you feel like was the shift that unlocked or activated? So I wish I could tell you the exact scripture. I believe it's in Isaiah 30. Um, whether you look to the right or you look to the left, there will be a voice behind you saying, this is the yes. way I walk in. And really, so I was, I was struggling with going to this doctor to go to Cleveland or go to this doctor in Dallas who does not do this procedure, but is closer. It's more convenient. It doesn't inconvenience anyone to have. Again, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Um, (laughs) And I mean, even friends and family saying, why wouldn't you just go, you know, this doctor has given you an option to go in Houston or to go into Dallas and do do it slightly different. But I just knew that he was the best one. Mm -hmm. He's he's in, in the nation. And so that scripture really just, change things for me mm-hmm. because at the end of the day I went to see him and when I did my follow-up care or went in for my follow-up before I left to come back to Texas he said do you have a doctor in Texas that you can go to and I said I don't that's mm-hmm. why I came here and he said I'm going to give you this doctor's number she's a good friend of mine mm-hmm. that was the doctor that I was trying to go see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So really that scripture is like, it doesn't actually matter which path you pick. If you believe that mm-hmm. God has ordered your steps, he's going to give you the opportunity to make a choice, but yeah. he's still going to, he's still going to guide you back to mm-hmm. the same thing. So mm-hmm. you can go off into the wilderness and go mm-hmm. this direction. And you could have gone to that doctor in Dallas and she could have directed you to him, or you could go straight to him and he could direct mm-hmm. you back to her for your <clears> follow-up care. So I think that's really it is yeah. it, and it, it really just lined up perfectly with what you had told mm-hmm. me when I was just in such despair. I don't know what and to I do. And I chuckled at her. And she went, <laughs> I was like, Amy, Amy. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I don't know if I should do this or if I should do that. I was like, Amy, it's not about the path you pick. It's about who you are and the process in which you pick a path. Right. You know, it's like God wants to bless you. He's right. not going to bless a path, you know? Right. It's in, and that is what. I, it's amazing how many people have been directed to me to say, well, I just don't know which one to pick. And it's like, well, you're acting like this is God's path and this is the enemy's path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that might Mm -hmm. not be the case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's really. So Psalm 23 says that surely angels of goodness and mercy will Mm -hmm. follow me all the days of my life. Surely. And and it's being confident that no matter what path I pick, angels of goodness and mercy are going to follow me, not because of the path I picked, but because I'm on the path. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. But you really have you. I felt like I had to be broken down, mm-hmm. that there was a, there was a purpose in the breaking. I mean, I am so grateful for that absolutely horrific journey now, mm-hmm. because now that doctor has asked me to be an advocate for him mm-hmm. because of my recovery. And because it was a surgery that even though I, I went in actually thinking I was having one surgery and when it was done, he said, that's not actually the one that I did. Mm-hmm. This is brand new. I've only done this a handful of times, mm. but it's miraculously changing the lives of people with this, with this condition. Mm-hmm. So would you be my advocate? And can I give your phone number to other people who come to see me mm-hmm. who don't understand what's about to happen mm-hmm. and let them hear your story? So good. So I've talked to no less than 10 people and five or six of them have had the surgery and I've been able to walk them through the journey of recovering, so not just recovering, but the setbacks that come in the recovery. Mm-hmm. And really just pray with them. Mm-hmm. And this may not be, you know, I think it's just, especially with illness, like major illnesses, we just put God to the side. Well, yeah, God can heal me, but this is what the doctors are saying. Mm-hmm. And so really, I feel like, oh, God, you put me here so that I could minister to these people. Yeah. How, you picked me for this battle. Mm-hmm. This this is not something that happened to me. This happened for me. That's so good. And for others. Right. You right. know, um, I, I'm thinking about the, I think it's in second Thessalonians where it talks about that. You allowed me to go for the comfort with the same comfort or with the same trial and tribulation with the same comfort that I experienced. I am now able to comfort others in the right. same manner. Right. So what a beautiful, what a beautiful, uh, testimony of that. Um, I had a question earlier. I want to make sure we leave some space for you. Cause I know you're, you're kind of, I know you've kind of been aware, but you're not, right. you weren't walking through from the outside looking in. 
Right. Yeah. Because I don't think I actually met you probably until the beginning of 2020. So this had all been going mm -hmm. on for a while. It just kind of jumped <clears throat> into the middle of your story following on Facebook yeah. and everything. But um, I was just kind of curious, like your relationship, you know, you said your relationship with the Lord in the beginning, you know, was just lukewarm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> vanilla. It was vanilla. You, it was very vanilla. <laughs> so you said you started reading through the Bible and, you know, in 2020 you started reading through day by day so like how has your relationship with the lord like what changed like personally in your intimacy in your relationship with the lord that allowed you to walk through this you know you saying you're being an advocate for other people and the power of someone's healing testimony is so like building a faith but when you're walking through and you don't have someone else ahead of you yeah you know what does that look like in your relationship and pulling from the lord chaotic <laughs> really i mean um I was just actually reflecting on that this morning of what it looks like when um, you don't have someone ahead of you. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm grateful to be the person that is ahead of yeah, someone because yeah. I wish I would have had. Mm -hmm. But I think God was working on me the whole time to encourage me to share my story. And mm -hmm. I was very embarrassed, which seems silly now mm -hmm. because this was a disorder. But in the beginning, I didn't know what this was. I thought I was just unhealthy. Mm. and out of shape so I didn't share my story right. for the first mm -hmm. year um, and I really feel like it was God that was prompting me I don't know why I need to share this but I need to share this and it captured so many people um, following my journey because it was very open and I was very raw and I felt mm -hmm. very exposed and I didn't really know why I was doing and it felt stupid every time <laughs> I would share something and go God I feel like I'm just trying to get all this attention and that's mm -hmm. not it mm -hmm. um, and now I feel like I can look back and say well that's because it was actually me being obedient to God. I just didn't realize that was God asking mm -hmm, me to be mm -hmm. obedient. Mm -hmm. So my relationship now is when he's asking me to be obedient, I know how to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. I just didn't understand that that was God's voice, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I mean, I had, I was saved when I was early twenties and I had been baptized, but I spent 10 years being very lukewarm, not knowing I didn't, I let a pastor feed me. Mm -hmm. you know, which is, I think is very common. Sure. We don't, we're not really, mm -hmm. um, hi, I mean, I think we are highly encouraged to have a relationship with the Holy spirit, but when you don't have a reason mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. have to, mm -hmm. right. if that makes sense, yeah. mm -hmm. I feel like, um, that's where, and, and, and I'll say this, we're highly encouraged to follow the Holy spirit until it flows outside of sometimes well, the people around you believe, right. and then it becomes awkward and yes. tense and, yes. you know, and, and it is what it is. I'm not, I'm just saying that's the reality. Sometimes yeah. when we start flowing and start discovering things for ourselves, I've had a lot of people say like, Ooh, you're in dangerous waters. Be careful. You know? And I'm like, be careful. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I might get healed. Yeah. 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 I, I find it interesting that, um, you know, when we talk about the doctor in Cleveland, and there's a lot of people out there who might think or who might say, oh, well, my healing's going to come. My healing's going to come. And so I'm not going to have the surgery. Um, and again, we're not mm. here to present mm. theology. But for me personally, I believe he, God uses his people um, to manifest healing mm -hmm. through. And so what what an anointing and what a gift that God has given to this doctor. I don't know if he's a believer or not, but. Oh, I have a story. Okay, <laughs> knock it out. I was like, well, I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> um, so I, day maybe two or three, I mean, I've got Frankenstein looking <laughs> stitches and I've got drains coming out everywhere and I can't move my head. And it was not, it was not an easy recovery. Um, but I remember him coming in and taking some of the drains out, taking some of the tubes out of my nose, just. And I just started weeping and I said, you just, you saved my life. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to say thank you. And I was just weeping and he just, he did this. He went, oh, no, 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 no. That's so good. Mm -hmm. And I just went, oh, oh God, you used this. Like, yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah. I didn't know he yeah. was a believer. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. It didn't matter. I just knew yeah. God had me on this path. And every single day, you actually gave me a journal to document oh, I forgot about my that. God encounters <laughs> because she said, um, you're going to have an encounter every day that you're there. And you gave me a journal that said day one, and there was a scripture and day two. And it was, um, today is the day of restoration or today is the day of, peace. What, you know, peace, whatever it was. And because you gave that to me, I was looking mm -hmm. 
I was looking for where the peace was today. Mm -hmm. I was looking for where the restoration mm -hmm. was today. So I wrote it, it spoke was almost to that. in some regard. So let me let me speak into that for a moment because we talk a lot about prophecy on the show. And um, everybody who knows me knows I'm I'm not a gifty person. I'm not a craftsy person <laughs> at all. Um, but the Lord told me, he's like, if you ask me, I will give you a prophetic word in advance for every day she's there mm. for, for one of every seven days. And um, right down to the color yes. that I picked on yes. that I that the Lord told me to pick. I, I bought gel pens. I like you guys know I'm like this is not. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are like you don't know a glue gun. I'm like what's a glue gun? You know, like this really was. A, I mean, the Lord put this on me and was like day one. I'm gonna release that He would give me the verse and the word and the color to put. Yeah. So when He was back, so I just I really want you like it was so. It just came all over me that if, if you ask the Lord, he will be so specific with you and how to encourage his people. Yeah. And, and every single day something happened. I mean, down to the counter at American Airlines when mm -hmm. I was checking in and there, oddly enough, no one is there. Like, how is no one at the airport mm -hmm. at this counter to check in? And he said, I believe God's going to heal you before you get on that table. And of course... Uh, mind you through this whole process I didn't even know what prophetic words were yeah I it's not like I had a word that God gave me that I was clinging to mm -hmm. um and it's funny because that's not what happened mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. but it did happen the year after right. yeah and so I had it documented because I documented it and I went back it was like oh my gosh mm -hmm. he was telling me the whole time you know he was like you just got to put your faith in God I'm like who at American Airlines wants to tell someone <laughs> yeah that God's going to heal you. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you even ask me where I'm going and what my mm -hmm. journey is? It was just so odd, but that had been happening mm -hmm. throughout the whole process. So when he just puts his hand on his heart and points up, mm. like, don't thank me. Yeah. It's so good. I already knew I was already expecting for God to communicate something about restoration that day. Mm -hmm. So it's like what you look for, you'll find if yeah. you want to find everything that's wrong and mm -hmm. all the all the so things good. in the in the dark realm if you want to look for that mm -hmm. if that's really where your focus is you'll find it yeah and i think that's the epitome of colossians 3 2 where it says setting your mind on things above and on our mm -hmm. earthly things mm -hmm. and so the lord used those that word or that prophetic verse so that she was had her mind set on peace had her mind set on right. restoration had her mind set on whatever i don't even remember all the words but um but I, it is, it is like a, that, that ability to really navigate what I'm going to see today, right. yeah. you know, and, and I think science talks about the power of the mind and the thought. And I mean, that's the spiritual, absolutely, absolutely. Know, of it. absolutely. I mean, I would, I would turn to the next page the night before mm -hmm. God, I proclaim that this thing is coming tomorrow. So, good. so I would open it up that morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is what, this is the verse. Mm -hmm. This is the word that I'm looking for today. Show me, mm -hmm. show me what I'm supposed to find. And so, I mean, it really shift. I, I would say like when we were talking about the shift, that was the shift. Mm -hmm. That was the shift of, I, if I had just been looking for you the whole time, maybe I wouldn't have felt so, so much self pity and woe is me mm -hmm. going through that battle. I don't know. I might have because it was still not breathing. But <laughs> <laughs> But it's interesting that you say that because I, I didn't perceive that from you at all. I was always like, man, I can't believe. And yeah, mind you, you have two small children as well and a full-time yeah. job and a husband who's starting a, you know, like yeah. as, as a female, there was a lot of things going. And that's not, it just has nothing to do with being male or female. But as women, we can relate to the pressures of, I have these two small children and I have a household to run and I have dogs. Oh, I was and homeschooling. I yes. Was, was, and now I can't breathe. And now I can't and, breathe. Or now I can, but I'm not sure I will be able to in the morning when right. I wake up. Or know? or yeah. if I go, no matter what, any option that I look at as far as what I can do to help myself, it's going to be damaging myself. So, mm -hmm. I mean, before I went for the surgery, I I weeped and I made little, um, record, little, little recording boxes of talking to my children and put them in their animal, their little stuffed animals. Cause I was afraid they might not ever mm. hear my voice again. Yeah. Um, yeah. and how am I going to help my husband run this business? Liz is the <laughs> 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 it was very, it was very yeah. emotional going yeah. through all of the emotions of what happens if I can't give them a speech at their wedding? What happens if I can't right. speak to, I mean, just, you yeah. think of the worst. Yeah, of course. You know, you really mm -hmm. do think of the worst. Yeah. And, um, but God is so good to say, I see 
what you're battling. Mm-hmm. And you, you talk about going through the hard things, like as females, we have, you know, as, as wives and moms, we have so much mm-hmm. on our plate and it's real, it's real easy for us to just go, God's going to do it. It's okay. I'm strong. I can yeah. handle this. Mm-hmm. I've been through much worse things. I, and I, I look back through all the counseling that I've done and all the, the trauma that I've been through in my life that I just bottled up and said, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm stronger than that. And really the shifting that can take place when you just say, no, I, am not okay yeah mm-hmm. and having i am the not courage okay to to journey through that healing process instead of bottling it up right you know uh, and that i i recall many facebook lives that you did where you were just very vulnerable and say like i literally lost it today like i lost it today mm-hmm. you know and how um how encouraging i mean it sounds like it sounds like i'm sure for you it feels like oh self-pity blah, blah, blah. but for people we, that's why we love reality shows, right? Like, right. show me what's inside the box. Right. I don't want to see the pretty packaging right. with the pretty little bow on the top. I want to know what's inside the box. Right. Talk to me about how you screamed at your kids because you couldn't walk up the stairs and they can't take their shoes upstairs, but you literally can't breathe. And you just lost it. Why can't you just Completely take lost <laughs> yeah. it. Like, just, you're the worst. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, and nobody sees me. That was really what the root was, is that nobody... Nobody's seeing the battle that's taking, that's going place in, or going on inside of me. Yeah. With even people who are supposed to like medical professionals. Right. Are unable to. So you talk about a, a feeling of isolation, loneliness, and, and I love that Brittany asked that question, like the intimacy, mm-hmm. just the counteracting. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, like I wouldn't change the season for anything um, and I really appreciate you saying that as well, because it's, it's hard to say, like, I've been through some rough seasons that I'm like, okay, I can definitely see where that's was good for me. I've also been through some rough say- seasons where I'm like, I feel like you could have done that a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have handed the, the baton to me so yeah. I could have told you how to fix that. <laughs> I feel like I could have navigated that better than you, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, but I love that God is now using you, your voice. Mm. And it's I think, so cool. I think we prayed that in the, which now my mom's bedroom yeah. I, with Miranda and I prayed yep. over you and we talked about God really grabbing hold of your voice right? and declared that your voice would not be taken from you and that you, we, we kind of made a declaration that you would use your voice yes. to bring glory to him and to bring, to minister healing to others. So yes. I, I want to say, this is that absolutely even right here as we're sitting here mm-hmm. that we're watching that prophetic word just come into reality. Absolutely. It was not lost on me this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can't wait to talk about it. (laughs) You're not going to shut me up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know when you were actually in the hospital, you had a couple of encounters. Mm -hmm. Would you share some of those with us? Sure. Um, I actually, uh, maybe the day after surgery, um, two days after, and you had actually, uh, when we prayed in that room, in your, the room in your house, that there would just be an encounter while I was under, mm. um, and, and that something supernatural was going to happen while I was under. So good. So when I woke up, I was just trying to remember <laughs> what happened. Does it anything happen? Because they, uh, the surgery was five and a half hours long and, uh, I was out, um, intubated for 24 hours after mm. that. So, um, I woke up and the first thing I was thinking, I mean, I was thinking a lot of things, but, um, the first few hours, like, what did something happen? Mm-hmm. Did I, and I, I talked about it before and at the Calvary women's conference that I thought that meant like me and Jesus are riding a unicorn yeah. and leaping on rainbows <laughs> and he's going to, he's going to tell me like the plans for my life and there it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking, but I'm not. I, I really like think that's probably true for all of us when yeah. we talk about encounters. Oh yeah. I really thought it was going to be like this, um, leaping over rainbows. Yes. I just like, it. he's going to tell me everything that's going to happen in my life and he's just going to make it unfold and I heard I felt nothing um but I I did about an hour after um coming out from being intubated and and talking with my husband and just sitting there um I had a an open vision Mm. and I've never had that before where Mm -hmm. I was just staring at the floor but the floor wasn't the floor I could see clearly Mm -hmm. what it was and I didn't really know what it was I just knew that I was standing on a stage at a podium and some curtains were being opened mm-hmm. and it was just a, a an audience there was no there was no one there yet mm-hmm. but it was just a knowing that i was walking from mm-hmm. backstage to tell someone something mm-hmm. and i was actually listening to this uh let's let's talk purpose it was maybe 
three or four months ago that you just said, I just, I see a vision of you, Amy, and these curtains are opening. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, <laughs> this is so wild, you know? And, um, so that, that was one that was, um, an open vision that mm-hmm. had never happened before. And, um, a couple nights later I was sleeping, but mm-hmm. so under, right. But, um, I wasn't asleep and I, I don't honestly even know how to explain it with words other than Which um, is when you know it's really mm-hmm. super yeah like I, I just mm-hmm. it, it was just colors and feeling and I could feel warmth and I could feel like um a, almost like warm honey being poured over oh, my neck it was just that. just right there um it was it was wild and it was just like a kaleidoscope of colors and I could see his face and I just again none of my words are going to do it justice yeah. so I wish I could explain yeah. exactly mm-hmm. what I experienced but what I knew is that I had always heard about when the Holy Spirit comes upon you mm-hmm. and I didn't understand what that meant. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like a physical, like you mm-hmm. can physically feel it. And now I can just say, I know what that feels like. It's happened to me, mm-hmm. but I wish that words could express, express mm-hmm. what that's like, mm-hmm. but yeah. I know it was supernatural. And the next couple of days, my doctor kept coming in and just, just checking, just checking. And every one of them were, this is just, I can't believe how fast this is healing. This never happens. Mm-hmm. It just never looks like this on day three. It never looks mm-hmm. like this on day five. It's, I just, I can't explain it. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had warm honey poured over my chest the <laughs> yeah. other night. <laughs> yeah. Cause that wouldn't be weird. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is healing me. And they're like, sure, <laughs> sure he is. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. So for somebody who's listening, um, you know, we all have afflictions that we struggle with in some form or fashion, whether, whether it's emotional, whether it's addictions, mm-hmm. um, whether it's physical, and in, and we have somebody who's listening, who is basically saying like, I am at that point. I like, I've been praying for years about this. And I'm at that point of throwing in the towel. What would you say to them? I'm putting That's them usually when the breakthrough happens. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. for me personally, because I know what I had struggled with unworthiness. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't feel like I was worthy that because God hadn't answered my prayers or not even my prayers, your prayers. Mm-hmm. She's not worthy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, like not even your prayers are good enough for me. Mm. Not that you're not good enough. I know you have a direct line with the Lord. (laughs) 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 I know, but I didn't, I didn't really believe that I did. It's so so good. So for me, not even, I was so unworthy that not even Lisa can proclaim something on your behalf and Mm. it come to pass. And so really it, it came down to, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, but if it's not medical because nothing is working and they keep saying this is a rare unknown, it's, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. There's no studies. There's no nothing. This is just idiopathic, meaning no known cause. So then it must be spiritual. Mm. And so when I started doing counseling with you, it was like, I don't know why, why I keep wanting to say this out loud, but I feel like the enemy is suffocating me from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to keep my mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. from being used. Mm-hmm. So then I just started the process of digging into my past and mm-hmm. I didn't start it. I didn't know yeah. that was what I needed, mm-hmm. but really there was just this whole Pandora's box yes. of stuff that I had stuffed down for the sake of being a strong female mm-hmm. that needed to come out. Mm-hmm. And once the last of that came out, that's when the healing took mm-hmm. place. So I, I just encourage anyone who's really struggling with, I've been praying for this and praying for this, flip it around, L- look, search within yourself, ask the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, reveal, mm-hmm. reveal what's deep in my heart that needs to, needs to come out, needs to be confessed, needs to be released, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, so you, I, I want to touch for a moment on your deliverance experience. Because we talk about stuff like that on this show. Yeah. We enjoy it. <laughs> I want to hear it. <clears throat> Brittany's like sitting straight up. I mean, share with us with you. We got about five minutes left. So share with us um, a little bit more about your deliverance experience and how you felt like it was connected to that thought of unworthiness. Yeah. Well, I feel like not that that many people love to talk about deliverance, but um, I do feel like it's all my experience was, oh, it's a one time thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
no my friend uh, so, it's not yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and well yeah because it, and, and let me let me put some scripture to that when jesus <clears throat> is washing the feet of the disciples and he says oh no peter i think it's peter he says don't wash my feet and he says if i if you don't wash your feet you'll have nothing to do with you can't have any part of me and he says then wash my whole body and he says no your whole body's already been washed it's just that you need to have your feet washed. Mm. And I think we learn from that, that you you can have this cleansing, the sanctification position, but we're walking through a very dirty world. Mm-hmm. Right. And our, we are going to get splashed with toxic thoughts, yes. toxic yes. relationships, toxic experiences. And we take, if we're not careful, we can take those on and they begin to become a part of our identity. Yes. Um, so I, 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 this is a good mm-hmm. opportunity to... to to put some scripture to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, we went to a conference mm-hmm. and we really, what I really loved well, I about, we were having deliverance at the ta- dinner table before <laughs> think we, we were like the pre work, the pre workout pre- worksheet worksheet. I was like, what? I'm changing my mind. I don't know if I want to yes, go. Yes. And it really, but, but part of, part of that process is digging it. I mean, it's exactly what was going through mm-hmm. in what I was going through in my own life was part of deliverance is, digging into your past, digging mm-hmm. into what, not, not what happened to you, only mm-hmm. the things that happened to you, but what did you think about this person yes. when you were growing up? What mm-hmm. did, what was your perception? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times one thing happens, but because there are three different people seeing it from three different angles, three different things happened mm-hmm. to them and it's all really the same root. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was just digging into mm-hmm. what do we know mm-hmm. that we used to think. Mm-hmm. And it was a very loving environment. There was no th- thrashing and like you might see on a Facebook, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. we're casting them out. It was really rooted in love. So it was just a release and a knowing Mm -hmm. for what, I don't know how to explain it other than a knowing that I'm free from this, Mm -hmm. but now it's my responsibility to guard my heart to make sure that I don't let it back in. It's so good. I love that. I, I, I love that you said that because I think I tell people like, look, we can pray for healing for your diabetes, but if you go to the donut shop when you're in your right. home, <laughs> right. you know, I, so there is that, yeah. that invitation there. I, I don't like, I'm just going to say responsibility, but I think there's the, that invitation that God says, look, you need to work out your salvation and train right. yourself towards righteousness. And when we've had a stronghold or a thought that has had a stronghold on us, that we have molded our personality, our behaviors, our patterns around for years. And we all of a sudden take that root and we feel, feel the release Mm -hmm. of that, of that demon uh, coming out of our, well, now we have to deal with the personality traits, the patterns, the thought patterns, the habits Mm -hmm. that have, uh, have been developed in our lives because of that stronghold in us. Right. So I appreciate you saying that because for me personally, you know, people call sometimes like, can you just do deliverance? And I'm like, I'm just not comfortable just doing deliverance. I'd love to meet with you several times so that we can work out your personality and your patterns that have given permission to that demon to remain. Right. Because you're not closing any open doors at that point. You're just leaving them wide open. This Mm -hmm. could leave you in worse shape. Mm hmm. So from 2017 to 2021, she's gone from being vanilla to being a demon slayer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unapologetically. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. care. <laughs> so you've had the opportunity to minister to some other people and um, been through some deliverance experiences um, without obviously any names or personal experiences. Share a little bit about how you feel like God has empowered you because of your own experience. Yeah. I mean, he's honestly just praying for people and, and other people experiencing deliverance, really it starts the whole process over again of where you might be a, be able to agree with that unworthiness again. Like you're not worthy enough to do this for them. Yeah. Yeah. So it really just keeps exposing. I, I mean, it's great for the person on the other end, but it really, it's still for me as well. It's still ministering to those places where I have habits, mm-hmm. those mental habits mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. agreeing or, or going mental back. Mental habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been, it's phenomenal it's and been, I love it and I'm not going to stop. Ride. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Brittany, do you have any final questions? Any thoughts? Well, I was kind of relating to that. Like, do you feel like you have an increased faith to pray healing over other people? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, um, I actually went to a, a conference after that deliverance and, uh, shared my testimony of healing, um, 
just out of, I mean, it wasn't even planned. It was just, Hey, I just want you to know I went to the hospital yesterday and this happened. And wow, will you share that with me? And, uh, received a prophetic word there from one of the past two of the pastors actually that, um, you know, God was going to work out the ministry of healing Mm -hmm. through my hands. And, and it didn't, it didn't make me go who me? I went, okay, let's do that. Yeah. Let's work on that. Let's I'm going to claim, I'm going to claim that I receive it. And that doesn't mean I can go heal someone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to do it anyway, but it's, it's God. It doesn't mean he thinks I'm ready mm-hmm. for that, but I do know that's coming. So mm-hmm. I just receive it and I'll just keep praying for that. Mm-hmm. I am reminded of the phrase that you say all the time and you've taught your children to say, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? We can do hard things. <laughs> we can do hard things. <laughs> and so I love that kind of has be- kind of was the theme. Absolutely. That you clung to that. Um, when did that first that enter into your thoughts? This is going to be kind of silly, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I'm open about dumb things like that. I actually found a sign at TJ Maxx (laughs) and it said, we can, and hard things. And in the middle, it was two separate. Um, and, and the do was like split in half. So you put them together, you hang them up and you can tell Mm. what it's supposed to say. And I just kind of, it was like on clearance because it was busted on the side of it a little bit. And it was like, oh, I could use a little glue or whatever. <clears throat> and I had this whole moment standing there like. It's so good. I love this that This is story. so, it's just like this is be so like... profound because the do is split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the do is where you have to make a decision mm-hmm. if you're going to do it or not. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can get to the bottom, you know, get. Yeah. step forward into yeah. the do the do is your action the hard the things mm-hmm. the hard things are what complete the statement so if that makes sense yeah, i mean absolutely. i was just having this whole download <laughs> like jesus you did this for me this is supposed to be mine and and so i took it home and i kind of put it back together and put it on the wall and every live i did or every explanation or you know just typing out what was happening and here's how i've had another setback mm-hmm. but we can do hard things amen and um just proclaiming it even though sometimes i was like Ugh, i don't know if i believe that this mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. but i'm going to stand up straight and stand up tall and i'm going to mm-hmm. say no we can do hard things because the hard at the end of the hard thing that's the completion mm-hmm. so sounds that's like where a, that came sounds from like a really good podcast <laughs> title yeah. doesn't it yeah, it or a book title so, I mean, Amy, we appreciate you being here with yes. us today. Thank you for having hey, me. You guys, if you stuck with us all the way through, if you loved Amy's story, if you didn't love it, leave your comments to yourself. <laughs> if you loved her story, just put we're praising God in the comments. We want to know that you're yes. all just have are glorifying God because of what he did in and through Amy. As always, Brittany, mm-hmm. it's lovely to sit across the table mm-hmm. from you. All right, you guys remember from now until next time. Enforcing purpose. It starts starts with with you. you.